Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Thought of Gamer Mom. I am coming from the House of Plague. Everybody seemed to have caught the flu, which is why it's been a while since I've done a podcast. That's the downside of being a parent. One person gets the flu, everybody gets the flu. Anyway, as I was saying in my last one, I was going to be covering City of Heroes superhero bases. Now, the one thing I really adored about City of Heroes, and I still do, is their character creator and their ability to build super bases. Uh, guild halls, for those who aren't familiar with City of Heroes or superheroes, but are familiar with World of Warcraft or something else like that. Or if you like um, Spider, or not Spider-Man, well, he does have a base of his own, but I don't know what it's called. But Batman or um, Superman's Fortress of Solitude, you can do all that. City of Heroes has one of the best, and I do mean best, creators for bases. Now, when City of Heroes was live, I had a group called um, Powers That Be. That's the one that I stole the group for. Now, I am only okay when it comes to building bases. I'm nowhere near the level of a lot of the people I know. My husband, on the other hand, my God, the bases he built, pure genius masterpieces. It became to the point where whenever there was a major party, we would hold it at our base because it was large and it had so many things. And the, and the people who worked on it later borrowed a lot of inspiration from our bases or the foxhole. Um, there was a super group of fox characters and they had what was called the foxhole. And the foxhole made almost everything else look shabby. They won literal awards in the game for that. It was an absolutely stunning base. My husband was actually on par, in my opinion, with this. Because back when everything literally had to be layered upon layered upon layered, and it would take hours, and you'd have to spend days building up the influence, their version of money, as I said last time, days building up the influence to buy everything. Because you could only run what you could afford. You had to buy energy for it. You had to buy all kinds of things. And it could get really, really expensive. And when you're dealing with a small group, you can't really do much until you honestly have either more players or spend literal hours. So we would go and we would work on the base. I'd go out there and I would make the influence. He would build the base. Now, currently, I run a group in City of Heroes called Whisper. Our motto is, shh, that's a secret. But our base is this absolutely stunning piece of art where you start out, you look like you're in a city alley. And then as you go further, you go into a bodega. As you go further... You go into a little restaurant. As you go further, 
you end up at a blank wall with a swirling portal. And when you step through, you're in this misty swamp. And you go through the misty swamp area. Be careful of Cthulhu. But you go through this misty swamp area. And then you're in this field of fire. After you go through the fire, it's this earth. Then this big fog thing. And you keep going through the path. And then you turn and you end up in this stunningly beautiful park. It's got a lake and trees. Absolutely adore it. And then as you go through, you find out there's a pub. Yes, I know. The pub is a running joke. We like our pubs. Neither of us really drink that much. Actually, he doesn't drink at all. And I drink rarely. Diabetic. Doesn't really go well. But we have this pub and it's great for role play. And then you find the magic library. Then you find out that there's multiple levels. And if you know how to wander through it, you end up in the observatory where you can look down and around at everything beneath you and look at the stars above. And then another one will take you to the hidden magic library where all the dangerous stuff is kept. And it's just, if you don't know what you're looking at or what you're looking for, you only see one thing of the base. Last time I did a full tour of it, it took me almost 45 minutes because there's just that much to show. And ours isn't even the most elaborate out there. So... The creator has the ability to where you can make almost anything. We had one base for um, experiences. Well, what it was was more of a TV setup. A friend of mine, may he rest in peace, had a character who, there was all kinds of jokes. Ascendant. And we built for him this TV studio thing with Ascendance Lair. Um, they recommended his, his um, oh, what is that word? Agent recommended it, calling it Ascendance Hole or the A-Hole. Everybody shot that down. And... If any of my listeners play City of Heroes, you can probably stop and listen to some of the citizens on the phone saying, Ascendant? Who is that? Because the one thing that he did, and he actually got an actual developer when the game was live to stop and fall over laughing, is he would set up this whole system that when he was AFK, he'd start it so that way his character wouldn't log off. And he'd be on the phone talking to his agent. And it was this whole long spiel. And it was funny as all get out. I still miss him. He's been gone quite a few years. But he was a good guy. Now the costume creator. I will admit I have spent many hours 
not even playing the game, but just at the very beginning when you're building your character. Once you get the origin done and you figure out the powers you want, then you figure out your size. Then there's the costumes. The costume creator won awards among the gaming community. It, it was literally the best costume creator out there. Nothing else has even come close. It doesn't give you the variety. It doesn't give you the depth. You, most other superhero games, you get a basic. They'll have little things. They'll have little things here and there to make your character unique, but nothing truly special. Now, City of Heroes, their costume creator. Ooh boy. You want to have a mohawk, you can do that. You want to have gunslinger ringlets, you can do that. They even came up with a bridal pack. So you can actually dress up as a bride. You can be a zombie. You can be a cat girl. You can, if you can imagine it, you can be it. I once had a... Well, a storyline where my character went photo negative. And so I was able to turn her from being really pale, wearing all black, to being that weird blue of a negative in all white. And her powers were reversed too, so everything was as if they were seeing it in negative. It was absolutely insane. Took a while for the storyline to get her to be back to her original color. But this is just one of the things you could do with this creator. I've had friends who built Beastmen. One of my most well-known characters is Mulana, the Medi-Cow. And everybody calls her Moo. Absolutely, absolutely fun character. But I decided to do a variant on her. And I named her More Cowbell. M-O-A-R-C-A-O-B-L-L-E. So I went and built her yellow dress, all fancy. I logged in. I'm talking to somebody. And all of a sudden, this guy who had decided he was going to build a beast character, the whole prince thing, and he logs in right next to me. So he's like, Bill, you're here. I turned around and said, oh, my God, it's Beast. It was one of those completely coincidental, absolutely hilarious moments. Everybody around us was laughing. But my cows have been a running joke for years. I've got the purple cow. I've got a yellow cow. The purple cow is off of an old, old poem. The poem was, I've never seen a purple cow. I never hoped to see one. But this I'll tell you anyhow. 
I'd rather see than be one. And that is where I got the inspiration for Moo. I, I get inspiration everywhere. So it's one of the things that makes my role-playing game so fun is I get inspired by music. I get inspired by poetry. I get inspired by stories. I get inspired by watching some people down the street who are acting at of fools. Because, you know, sometimes the best comedy you can get is the comedy you find out in the wild. And trust me, there's some classic moments. I've got a co-worker who will occasionally wear a kilt to work. Now, kilts are not an official outfit for my job. But he could actually prove that there is no rule against him wearing a kilt. So he'll occasionally wear a kilt to work. It's absolutely great. I've got pictures of it. Fantastic. I've got all sorts of ideas and things. Uh, one of my characters that I've enjoyed playing, other than Roxy and Libra, was a half Vila. And the sweet, sweet character honestly was. And a gentle soul. But with the right group, we were a powerhouse. And that was with my friend V and my friend Crow, both who, I'm a, who I love dearly. And that was so much fun. The few times that I've ever played villain side, I'm not a very good villain. I'll be the first to admit this. Yes, I can be evil. Yes, I can plot. But I am not necessarily a bad person and I have issues being a bad person. So contrary to popular belief, I'm not a bad person. I'm really not. Although if you listen to my siblings, they'll tell you otherwise. But I am generally a nice person. My villain, Calliope, Calliope has been a name of mine for years, 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 years. I took it on as a Renaissance persona back when my oldest daughter was, well, back when she was still in a car seat. I have been Calliope for 23 years now. And so my villain was Calliope. And it's not that she was a villain villain. She was more of a rogue. But not exactly the nice rogue, but a rogue. And that's where I met my friend Sean as disbeliever. And most people say, well, I'm a believer. No, he disbelieves. He disbelieves everything. But we love him anyway. He's a great guy. So... He and I had often played. We lost touch for a few years. And it was a really, really dark time. We got to run into each other. Well, he contacted me out of the blue one day. And it was like, I haven't talked to you in ages. And I'm really glad he did. 
because I can share stories from the past with him. And it's gotten to the point we can hang out, talk, spend time together, hang out on birthdays, remind each other that people are out there. And that's the actual biggest thing I love about City of Heroes. Despite the base building, which is fun, despite the costume creator, which is a blast, the one thing that keeps drawing me back to City of Heroes over and over again, even when I get frustrated at it, is sometimes you build some of the strongest friendships. And it's something that warms your heart. A playtester who had a tendency to build the most offensive characters he could get he could think of when trying out a game built an absolutely horrendous character absolutely horrible terrible name very offensive logs into city of heroes because he was going to test it and he logs into the middle of an attack so he gets killed right off the bat okay correction heroes don't die we just get sent to the hospital but he's defeated, and he's about to hit the go to hospital button when another player comes running over, brings him back up to health, teams up with him, and the whole group of them, him and the group that this character was with, were fighting all these monsters. And nobody commented on his name. They complimented his costume. It was just a whole blast. Now, the way he generally left the game was he would jump off the highest, highest building he could and just simply die. He tried that. And then he found out the saying that all of us do. It's not the fall from the building that'll kill you. It's the landing on the hellions at the bottom. But he said that was one of the best experiences he'd ever have. And City of Heroes tended to gather around and support good causes. After all, we're heroes. And sometimes, yeah, heroes can be a villain and sometimes villains can be a hero. Which is why those who are out there with City of Heroes Homecoming, I salute you. I bless you. Bringing it back for everybody to enjoy. That was one of the greatest things you all could have done. So. I've got so many memories of City of Heroes. I've met my closest friends. People that I can call anytime. And know that they'll be there for me. I know that. When there was a. Gun incident at my oldest daughter's high school years ago. I had to talk friends down from coming here because you don't risk one of us. And we all tend to gather around. We try to be supportive. Absolutely a wholesome, wonderful community. These days, it's gotten not so pleasant and should relax a little bit, but... A lot of the newer players, I'm going to say this now, avoid pocket D if you want to keep your eyes from bleeding. There's so many other things you can do. 
plenty of missions, plenty of things to look at. There's all kinds of Easter eggs all over the place. Like the hidden room in Fault Line. If you don't know about the hidden room, that's a fun Easter egg to look for. There's um, Paragon Dance Party. So many memories of Paragon Dance Party. So much role play involving the Paragon Dance Party. That was the place to be. Absolutely loved it. Anyway, I did warn all of you this was going to be a rambling and I was going to cover superhero bases and costume creator, which I did do. Next time, I will be discussing sandbox games and the fun of those. Mainly for those who like building things and like a few minutes to create and relax. So, I will be discussing Valheim and other sandbox games like that. Thank you all for listening and I love you all. Have a wonderful day. Love, the Gamer Mom.